Producer Michael Miracle here, and before we get into today's podcast, I'd like to quickly invite you to join the I Work For Him Nation. Being a part of the nation is all about being Jesus in your workplace, because you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. So, head to our website, iworkforhim.com, and click on the nation flag, then prayerfully consider joining the nation. We'd love for you to join us in this workplace movement. Thanks again for listening. Here's today's podcast. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian Talk Radio. Hey, welcome to the I Work For Him C12 Ministry in the Marketplace Day as I let Ross Harrop take the microphone and run across the country highlighting amazing testimonies of Christian business owners and leaders whose lives have been impacted by the ministry of C12. The difference is I'm in studio with Ross today. Ross Harrop, this is fun. We actually get to see each other in studio. It's great to be here with you. Really? Are you sure? Absolutely. Last month we did this remote where we did this from Atlanta to Tampa Bay. This is this is better being in the same studio. It is. You are a power monger and just you know. And, and, <laughs> is that and because with, I took the main seat? Is that what you're saying? Well, no. I mean, last month you you were up there in Atlanta with uh, my dear friend Lori Hoffman, and that was neat. And uh, so it's good to be in studio with you. And yep. uh, we got a great guest today. Well, Jim. talk to me about our guest today. Okay, so Simon Lee is this individual who owns an office supply store. And uh, I just want to tease you with this because he gives away 50% of his profits. And, uh, and, and Simon's going to tell us about that uh, in, in a few moments. Um, he was the featured case study um, across C12 and in every group across America. Uh, and, and he had an opportunity to share his story. And I'm just delighted that he's going to share it uh, in, in Tampa Bay and uh, across the world uh, on the uh, in the uh, program today. Simon Lee, welcome to I Work for MC12 Ministry in the Marketplace Friday. How you doing, Simon? Good. Thank you so much for having me today. Well, you know, it, you know, as high as Ross just put you up on the pedestal, you got to be careful because you know he, he really built you up. So you must be pretty awesome. <laughs> we got to stay humble, right? <laughs> yes. So, so yes, Simon, we... you're in Houston, Texas, and. You are an individual who listened and then was obedient to God. And um, I just want to begin by just hearing about the present, because you are certainly on fire for the Lord. And what has Christ been doing in your life recently that has you excited as you join us on the radio today? Well, that's a great question. I think that one question might take the entire hour, so I'll... (laughs) Try to shorten that a little bit. We we just got back uh, from a mission trip to Asia, about uh, for a three week mission trip there. So I just got back from that, and that that was amazing to be able to teach leadership there. And a lot of the students there were um, impacted. Uh, that's one thing that's been going on. And just got back from that. And and in in the marriage front, I, I tell people marriage is the most important. Whatever you do, make sure that your marriage is is on the right track. And God's been doing so much in our marriage. And after thirteen years thirteen years of marriage, I would say we're at the best spot ever. And so continue to grow in that area. And so yeah, just a lot of great things going on. And and God is definitely doing a lot of in us and through us. And so just trying to be faithful during this time. So was there a highlight? on the mission trip for you this this uh, i want to use that as a segue to go back to 1993 and 2003 but what so was there a highlight for you this time where god just caught your attention again i would say um the hunger level 
in this country is just something that I am uh, constantly amazed at. Uh, this is probably my tenth trip going to the same country and and just seeing the hunger. Um, it's it's not that people are not hungry in the states, but it's it's just at a different level. And so to be, to be able to impact people's lives where they have never heard of Christ, never heard of God, uh, is just something amazing. So how did you take a temperature on that hunger? How did you get a feel for that? I mean, when, when you talk about there's obviously a, a whole hunger for hope in our nation, where people are lost and they are looking for solutions. But in these other nations, they're not only hungry for hope, but they're also hungry for food. How do you take that? How do you measure that temperature on on how much they really are desiring a solution like Christ? I think the hunger level is um, is definitely deeper there, and and the way I gauge it is is by the kind of questions that you're asking you. You know, sometimes sometimes when you see scriptures, you know, Christ always asks the exact right question, and you could mm. you could tell, and so. So with these students and with these um, uh, graduate students that I was uh, talking to, they're, they're just asking the right question, and, 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 and they're willing to sacrifice their time to meet me one-on-one on the side. And this is on top of all the studies that they're doing already. And so just asking the right question, probing, and, and, and just um, being able to go deeper in our conversation within a few hours of just meeting them. And so, you know, when you talk about Jesus here in the States, most, most everybody know who he is and, and what Jesus has done, but when you go to a close-access country, um, they have never heard of the name Jesus. And, and this is the first, very first time in their entire life. Imagine being 25 years, go, 25 years old as a graduate student, and you had never heard of the word Jesus. And, and, and it's just amazing to them that there is a hope out there besides what they see on earth. And so it's, it's, it's just been a, um, a quite an amazing trip for me. Simon, I, I want to connect. I said I would use that as a segue. And we'll be talking about EIS office solutions, but selling office supplies is not your first love. Serving Jesus Christ is. And this is a program where we're helping, and Jim does it Monday through Friday every, every week, and we're making a bridge for people to understand that they can, in fact, use their office, their business, wherever it is, their little cubicle to witness for Jesus Christ. And I want you, and we have about just a little short of four minutes here in this segment, but I would like you to share with our audience how the Lord first spoke to you on your mission trip back in 1993 and again in 2003. And what was that vision like when God spoke to you? So you just shared about your experience here in the last three weeks. What was it like back then in 1993 and 2003 when God was getting your attention? Yeah, my my first love is definitely not office supplies. It is indeed Jesus Christ, but I do love office supplies, though. I, <laughs> I have a passion. I have a passion selling office supplies. And so, um, but... Um, 1993 was my first trip to Asia, and I still recall this story when I was playing basketball with this young, young a student in college, and um, he was playing me one-on-one on the court, and I beat him 10 to 1, and I, and I asked him at the end of the game, I said, why are you wearing your dress shoes playing basketball with me? Because I had my Air Jordan on. And, and he was slipping and sliding all over the court because he had no traction. And he, he quietly said that's the only pair of shoes that he had. And so, um, you know, as a college student, I had ten pairs of shoes in my closet. And when I heard that he only had one pair of shoes that he 
that that he uses, I was shocked. But at the same time, that was a seed that God planted in my life to under to to let me know that your know, materialism doesn't give you happiness. Money doesn't give you happiness. It's indeed following faithfully after Christ. And so the Lord used that that story and that that situation and plant a, a deep seed in my life. And so. In in 2003, I, I had a chance um, to go to Africa and Panama that year, and, and by this time, I've been to over 15 different countries doing missions trip, and I, I, God just kept molding my heart, molding my heart, and um, and I came back um, after the trip to Africa and had a dream of the number 50. And this 50 was a recurring dream. Usually we have a dream, and we usually have a different dream the next day, but I had the same dream for, for 30 days, and this dream was the number 50. And around 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning, I would be deep asleep, and, dream, and this dream would pop up, and the number 50 would just um, uh, be, be like a neon light. It would wake me up so much. The number, it just said 5050, and it would just like a flashing neon light. And I would wake up, and I would pray. I said, God, either I'm going crazy or you're trying to tell me something. And so after 30 days of this, I, I began to just really seek um, uh, mentors out, people that are in business, uh, talk, to my, uh, talk to my pastor. And, and just started to fast and pray for about uh, three months, um, uh, the long three-month season of asking the Lord what you want me to do. And so after three months, um, really realized that God really wanted me to start a company, donate 50% of the profit away. I went to my father at the time because my father owned an office supply company, and I was working for him for about seven years at the time, and I was going to take over his company. It's every dad's dream to give their, their business to, to their only son, and so I was going to plan to do that. And so I, I told my father, I, I, I don't think that I'll be doing that because the Lord has given me this dream and this vision to start another company. And so obviously he, he was very sad and disappointed and, and told me no right away, but I told him that, you know, I, I know that he loves Jesus and told him and mom to go back and pray. And uh, three months later in 2003, he gave me a seed money of $50,000. And I just wept in front of him because he gave up not just that, that, the amount of money, but that he gave up his only his dream of his only son to take over his company. And, and we'll so. get more of that story when we come back with Simon Lee right here on I Work for him, C12 Ministry in the Marketplace with Ross Arup and Jim Brangenberg in studio. So, Simon, as you were wrapping up and telling us how your, your mom and dad prayed over your request and your desire to start your own company as led by God, and they then said that they were willing to invest in your dream with a $50,000 gift and investment. And at coming from that strong Asian family, what was that like for you? That was extremely humbling. You know, I, I tell people that if God has given you a vision for your life, a plan for your life, and you have no doubt that it is God who's leading and guiding you, then he will always make a way. And oftentimes we as believers, we feel like that we have to make it happen. And Scripture tells us to honor our parents, honor our father, and honor our, our mother. So he will never tell us, tell us to dishonor them and do his will. It's just it's out of his... 
God is consistent with this word. And so when he did that for me, he made a way that he gave me a vision and that he made a way for me to change my parents' heart. Uh, it was inevitably humbling because I knew that it was God who was moving in us and through our family. And so um, extremely humbling, extremely gracious on God's part. And so uh, it, it got me tearful uh, in, in, in the beginning, but I got excited because I know God's hand is all over this thing. So. Yeah, when you see that kind of movement in your parents, it's amazing. Simon, I want to go back to just a little question. This is just a little off the track. We're talking today with Simon Lee, right here with Ross Harrop and myself on the C12 Ministry in the Marketplace Friday on iWork for him. You can find out more about Simon online at eisoffice.net, eisoffice.net. Simon, you're playing basketball with the guy. He's got dress shoes on. you got Air Jordans. Did you give him your shoes? Man, I did not. I wish I did, but I mean, I was playing basketball all summer, so I I could have bought him a pair, which which would have been good. But man, at at, at nineteen years old, you know, I only had the wisdom of a three year old at the time. So I I wish I did. No, so no sweat. It wasn't meant to make you feel guilty, but just want to fill in the blank. <laughs> hey, Jim was just looking for that cherry on top of that Sunday here. Hey. So you have this vision from God that that number 50 is given to you. So pick up there and and tell us, because, Jim, the story of 2003, 2004, 2005 does not have a cherry on the top of that Sunday because it wasn't as as easy as just saying, we're going to start the company and and everything else is, is just going to be amazing. So tell us about those early years uh, as you started off with this new company, with this with this vision, and, t- and, and talk about the 50 that God had given you. I tell you what, I mean, it was extremely difficult. Uh, in fact, that same year in 2004, I got married. And so I got married and started the company on the same year. And so it was in- incredibly um, hard um, the thing about it is that when God gives us a vision, He never tells us it's going to be easy. But He does promise that He'll be with us every step of the way. And so we, um, we finally broke even after year four. But th- that first three years, I had no salary. Uh, we had three people uh, in our company, three staff members. And it was lean, and, and, and it was lean, but, you know, um, I was able to house out of my, my father's office. And so the rent for the office and the warehouse space was free for the first three years. And so he was gracious not only giving me the money to do that, but giving me free rent. And, and that really helped, because without the free rent, uh, the cost would have been uh, really way too high. And so, thank God, the fourth year, we were able to break even. And and, and, and the key for that first three years was also me uh, saving some money up personally so that, so that I was able to fund the company personally as well when it was uh, not so stable. And so the combination of all that and God just really giving us the vision, encouraging us, really pushes through. So you're saying not only did your dad give up his dream of having his son take over his business, and he gave you 50 grand as startup money, but he also was a partner with you by giving you free rent for three years. Yeah, that's. Uh, I didn't ask for that. He just gave it to me, and so he was extremely gracious. I, I tell you, I mean, this whole story would not happen without my dad and my mom. And so I give them great credit. God, God used them, and they were just so gracious in my life. Well, it's obvious that that God and your prayers penetrated mom and dad's heart as well and brought you closer together as a, as a family. 
Hey, we're talking today with Simon Lee right here on the C12 Ministry in the Marketplace Friday on iWork for him. Find out more about Simon Lee, his book, One Company Under God, and his story at EISoffice.net. He's based out of Houston, Texas. Don't hold that against him. They don't have a very good football team there anyway. Oh, it's okay. Sorry, I don't know why I went to football. It's football season. That's probably why. Sorry, Simon. I, I get sometimes I do rabbit trails. It's okay. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a huge Texans fan, so don't go there, man. <laughs> well, we're glad that uh, that you're with us today, and and we're really looking at how your heart was not only for the Houston Texans, but also for being obedient. So tell us what that was like. You you after year what four or five, you finally have a profit, and and you have seen this number fifty, and. Uh, so that first year you made, what was your, your surplus after, after the struggle of the first three or four years? The first year of a profit was how much money? Yeah, the, so the fourth year, our total profit was $10,000, and we, we donated $5,000 that year in, um, in 2008. So you're, you're, you're telling me that you didn't go back and negotiate a, a smaller cut for God that year? No, no, no. We um, um, the vision was was very clear. Was that once we become profitable, half of that goes to the Lord, and so we we gave five thousand dollars away. You know, there, there's a there's a there's a story behind that. I, I cut that check to a nonprofit here in Houston. I came back home, got really depressed. Heard the enemy speaking to me, Simon. What can you do with five thousand dollars? And I. And I was so discouraged, I went on my knees and started to pray. And the voice of the Lord just spoke to me and said, Simon, I'm not after your money. I'm after your heart. Amen. And, 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 and I, my, my whole countenance and my whole uh, uh, um, giving strategy completely changed because it's not about the money. It's about my heart. I want to be faithful. And so if the Lord is calling me to give half away, I want to be faithful. It's not about the money. It's about being faithful. And so, so, and, and so kind of um, an... it's... It's, it's been a great journey. What kind of an impact did that make on your employees? You said you had three other people working alongside you. Was one of those your wife, or did she have a job somewhere else? No, she's a marriage counselor, so okay. she, she, she doesn't want to sell office supplies, I okay. tell you that. All right, so you had three <laughs> other people that were not family members that were working for you. How did your witness of seeing – I mean, what, what was that like? Were those people all Christ followers, or did you have people working for you that weren't Christ followers? They were they, – uh, one of them was, and it's – the, the other two were not. So what kind of impact did your testimony of being faithful to your 50% giveaway, what, what, what kind of a witness was that to those people? How did that impact those two employees? Yeah, first of all, I didn't pay myself for the first six years, and so, so they, they, they all knew that. So you gave away 50% of the profit, and that wasn't after you took a salary? No, I didn't, I didn't take a salary for the first six years, and so... So I, you know, I, you know, I told I told them about this situation, and and you know, I mean, they are, you know, they they are excited, but they they were nervous because they the first three years we didn't make money, and so so they were concerned about their job, and so they weren't as excited as I was, obviously, <laughs> um, but uh, but the team members as they as we grew in size, you know, it, it became more and more exciting as we give uh, year after year. Okay, Simon. That's not the end of the story. God then spoke to you, and we have just a little less than, than two minutes left in, the, in this uh, segment, but he then said that he wanted you to start another company. So in this last minute and 30 seconds, give our audience just an insight into what God said to you later that 
led to the creation of C Corps? Well, I went on a van tour, and, and, and this van took us to the city of Houston, and I saw brothels everywhere. Kids as young as four years old are being sold into slavery. Uh, three months later, um, the Lord spoke to one of our team members here and to myself, and, and we decided to start a, a company called Secor.cc to help fight human trafficking. And so we're selling printer cartridges nationwide, and we're donating 100% of the profit to support 14 different nonprofits that are fighting human trafficking here in Houston around the world. Uh, uh, human trafficking is becoming the number one crime in the world today. And so we, um, as a company, we want to really stand firm and, and really dedicate uh, Secor.cc, and that's still S-E-C-O-R.cc, and just make a difference. So, um, so I, ask, I ask everybody, if you need a printer cartridge, really buy from us. And every, every penny will go to 14 of these nonprofits that are fighting human trafficking. Ross, we're talking today with Simon Lee, but I want, before we bring back Simon, you know, he, he mentioned so much in his story about this incredible ministry, that business they started up, funding 14 human trafficking organizations, the fighting human trafficking organizations across the country, Secor, S-E-C-O-R dot C-C. Have you ever heard of somebody starting a business just to fight something? It's uh, it's an incredible story, Simon, of your heart for the Lord and that you didn't spend years debating with God, but you were obedient. And, and so what would you say to the business owner who's sitting out in traffic in Tampa Bay and they, they've heard that small, still voice, what would you say to that, that individual? You know, I would, I would encourage um, Christian business owners in particular uh, to really understand uh, that businesses were not created to fatten our pocket. Uh, that is the world's way of doing things. Uh, we are not of the world. Uh, we are for God's kingdom. So that doesn't mean we cannot get rich. That doesn't mean that, that God doesn't prosper us. It only means that the, the reason why God gave us a business is not to fan our wallet. And so, so if that's not the reason, then what is the reason? And the reason is that God really wants to use businesses to expand God's kingdom. And so, and so if that's the foundation, then it makes everything, every decision that we make much easier. Yeah, it really goes back from, you know, our increase in in money is not there to increase our status of living, but to increase our status of giving. And that's really what you did. You let this new business venture, your existing business venture, EISoffice.net, to fund ministries, but then you started another business with the sole purpose of funding ministries fighting human trafficking across the country. That's a phenomenal thing, and it's true. This human trafficking thing's got out of control. I had no idea Houston was so bad, but we live on the I-4 corridor. It's the number one human trafficking corridor in the country, and and it's amazing to, to think about that. Talk about this. Let's go back to the vision of Secor.cc, S-E-C-O-R.cc. What is that company all about? I want people to, to listen so they can get involved in supporting that ministry. Well, well, first of all, we didn't want to be a nonprofit because we um, God has gifted us in doing business well. And so we wanted to be a, a for-profit business and simply giving the profit away. That's the first and foremost. And the second thing is we wanted to sell something that we are very good at. And so 
uh, EIS Office Solutions, the, the first company, one of the segments of business that we uh, have achieved well in is the ink and toner uh, division. And our ink and toner cartridges division ha- have been growing steadily every year. And so we know this industry very well. And so we wanted to take what we know really, really well, one of the best segments in the office supply industry, and use that to fund God's kingdom and, and to fight human trafficking with it. And so, so th- those are the basis for support.cc. Just, so wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. So EISoffice.net, your office supply company, sells toner cartridges and ink cartridges. So you start another business to compete in direct competition with your other business? Yeah, so like EIS Office uh, uh, Solutions, we sell 50 different thousand office supplies, so including office furniture, K-cups, everything you need in office. But Secor.cc, uh, we only sell printer cartridges, and we have our own brand. It's a different brand different, uh, from different factory. And so um, our, our box will tell the story of human trafficking, what we do with our money. And so when it comes into your mailbox, uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to tell the story of what, we, what we're doing. It's branded really well. And so uh, people will be attracted to our brand and, and help us fight human trafficking here. But is it true? I mean, does EISoffice.net, does that company sell Printer cartridges and ink cartridges? Yeah, we do, and it's a different brand. Okay. I'm just like, so I'm just, not many people, Ross, would take that bold move and say, the Lord's calling me to fund this these ministries, and I'm going to compete with myself for the same. For, you know. However, Jim, remember when I said that I w- was inviting Simon Lee to come on? I, you now understand when I said, this is not your typical business owner. Simon, you said back in 2003 that you started your business, EISoffice.net, and you got married, and it was hard. Which one was harder? Marriage. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of, both Ross and I kind of, now Ross has been married, you just celebrated 45 40, years. 42 years. 42 congrats, years. Congrats, seems congrats. Like, seems yeah. like longer Jill, for Jill. No, Jill would say it seems like it's right. been 45. And Martha yeah. and I just celebrated uh, 31, but I, I so... Because that's what I'm trying to figure out. You must have an incredibly godly wife who loved you through those four years where you didn't take a paycheck, or, or the six years. I mean, because that's, hey, honey, great idea you're having a business. Um, How come you don't have a paycheck? I mean, that conversation must have been a difficult one. Yeah, this, 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 com- uh, this conversation started before we got married. And so I said, honey, um, I know we're getting married, but I just want to let you know we're starting the company around the same time. I won't pay myself for the first few years of the company, are you okay with that? And, and her response was that I didn't marry you for the money. I marry you because of you. And so I knew that the Lord gave me the right one when, when she told me that. So we were, we were ready financially. Simon, I want to make a, a, just a little bit of a, a, a change here in direction. And you've been a member of your C12 group with Steve Van Udigen there in Houston. Uh, Steve came from Tampa Bay, moved there. Um, just God had spoken to him that there were people like you in Houston that, that needed to be part of the C12 group movement. And what was that like as you sat around a table with 11 other men and women, and how did they help you as you were walking through some of these decisions uh, after, because you joined in 2012. What was that like? Yeah, so C12 came into Houston 2012. That's the first year that they were here, and I, and I joined their second meeting. And like every CEO knows this, is that being a, a CEO is lonely. 
But being a Christian CEO is even more lonely. It's even lonelier because there's just so few of us. And so, so to be able to be in a room with other Christian CEOs and to have the same mindset, same heart, which is so encouraging. A, a friend of mine told me about C12 in 2012 and told me to just check it out. And I, and I went, and I was, just, I was just so encouraged. And so finally I told my, the friend that told me to come, I said, you you got to come too. And so, so, so he joined six months later. And so um, the C12 experience and what we learn and how we apply those principles into our company have been incredibly life-changing personally for me and and also for our company. So give me one of those life-changing things. When you're if I were to, if we were to call your wife, what's your wife's first name? Faye, F A Y E. All right, Faye. We're calling Faye. We're not going to, but we could. If you want to give us her number during the break, we could. If we called Faye and say, "Okay, Faye, what's the number one biggest impact C12 has had on your marriage?" What would she say? I would say prayer. Uh, prayer is um the foundation of our marriage, the foundation of our company, and the foundation of C12. We do nothing without prayer. And so um, even at church we're learning that if there's anything that we, we should fail in, we should never fail in prayer. Uh, this is uh, the foundation of our faith. And so, you know, our, our, our company, we always pray, but we never pray intentionally. And so after joining C12, we started to pray every morning. We started to pray every meeting. We start to pray after meeting. And so our, our, our entire culture of our company is, is rooted in prayer. And same, same thing at home is that before we wake up, we pray. We go to sleep, we pray. And so prayer covers uh, personally and also in our company. And so, so I would say that would be the number one. Prayer is, is, um, is the number one arsenal that we have. We're talking today with Simon Lee. He's out of Houston, Texas. He's a member of C12, which is why he's on the show today as we celebrate the C12 ministry in the marketplace with Ross Harrop. He's got a couple of businesses I want you to check out online, eisoffice.net, and his ministry business, C... Well, I can't say... How do you say it? Secor? Secor. Secor. S-E-C-O-R dot C-C. You buy your toner cartridges your your uh, and your ink cartridges from Secor.cc. All of is that all of the profits are going towards uh, yes. human trafficking? Yes, oh, that is amazing. Make sure you check them out online. We, Simon's also giving away a copy of his book today via PDF. One company under God. You can certainly call into the studio line and get a copy of it eight seven seven nine four three ninety six seventy three. Or if you're listening to a rebroadcast of the show. Just email me, jim at iworkforhim.com, jim at iworkforhim.com. Okay, Simon, we've got 30 seconds left in this segment. What would you say to that business owner who's, who is fearful of, of sharing their testimony? What do you say to that person in this last 20 seconds? I would say fear is not from the Lord. And the only fear that we should have is fear of God. And so if you're fearful of, of sharing, then ask the Lord to free you from that, and it starts from that. So I want to encourage you to pray hard and ask God to protect you from, from Satan and, 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 and be free from it. We're talking today with Simon Lee. He owns a couple of businesses, EISoffice.net, an office supply company out of Houston, Texas. But he's also got an online business, Secor.cc, S-E-C-O-R.cc, where you can buy your toner cartridges, your ink cartridges, and all of the profits of that company are getting funneled out to 14 different human trafficking mission organizations to fight human trafficking in the United States and around the world. Simon, my question for you is, now, how many employees do you have now? We have 10. 
Okay, so 10 employees. How do you encourage your employees to share their faith, not only with each other, but also your customers and your vendors? Yeah, first first thing is that we try to um, encourage them in prayer. And so, um, you know, our faith um, cannot change another person's faith. Only God could change hearts. And so we're called to plant seeds. And so one of the best ways to plant seeds is to pray for each other. So oftentimes I would encourage um, through email to say, uh, email into our believers to say, hey, you know, would you be willing to pray for this person today? And in the morning time, when we get together in the morning time, we also pray for each other. So prayer is um, the foundation. It becomes the foundation uh, of what we do. And then we, we also let each team member know that, you know, if you're busy, but you're sharing your faith with someone and it takes a long time, let's go ahead and do that because salvation is more important than, than our work. And, and lastly, just trying to build this, um, this kingdom mind that's set into our culture. And so everything that we do is about the kingdom. And so I often tell them that, you know, I am not the president, the owner of the company, God is. And so, so if I'm not here, we're all accountable to God. How we work and how we use our time, God sees it. And so we are ultimately accountable to God. And so trying to build that culture into our company. So there are, and there are several ways that we try to encourage um, our, our team members to really share their faith openly. And, and do, you, do the employees know they have that freedom to talk to customers and vendors in the same way? Yeah, customers and vendors are a little bit trickier because they're not part of our family here at EIS. But I do encourage them that when spiritual conversations do pop up, then go ahead and go in with it and, and not, uh, not to be afraid for it. So let's, let's carry that on just a little bit. So can you share a story of how one of your employees, or maybe it was one of your clients' lives or their business that's been touched by your intentionality as a kingdom business? Yeah, so one of our team members um, recently came up, came to me and told me that uh, there's another company that wants to hire her for double the salary. And so I asked her, when are you leaving our company? And she said, um, I'm, not, I'm not leaving, I want to stay. And I said, how come you want to stay? It's double the salary, we, we can't afford that. And so she said, well, she's never been to a situation where um, the company has this kind of positive culture. You know, and, I, and, I, and I'm reminded by Scripture that the way we love one another, the world will know that Jesus Christ is indeed Lord. And so sometimes we don't even need words. Sometimes we use words. Sometimes we use our action. And sometimes we use by loving one another. And so, so that's, a, that's a perfect example. If we, if we do love Christ well, if we do love each other well, then people will see that and people will be attracted to that and, and people don't want to leave. Dr. Paul White wrote several books, Rising Above a Toxic Workplace and the Five Languages of Appreciation in the Workplace and the Vibrant Workplace. And he said that in every one of the books, that if you manage people by appreciation, they will work for less money because appreciation means so much more to people than money. That people Correct. never stay in a job for money, but they Correct. will stay for appreciation and, and love. I mean, Ross, that's, in, that's incredible. I'm, I'm sure you talk about in your C12 groups all the time. We do. And, and uh, there are so many that have been involved in C12 that have shared that message. Simon was the latest case study in the month of July, just sharing his insights in, into sharing openly. And uh, as I said earlier, where you blend your philosophy and your theology and they come together. Hey, I just wonder, Simon, what does, what does 2018 and beyond look like 
for a visionary like you who is connected to God at the hip through the Holy Spirit, what's what, what's God saying to you through the Holy Spirit? Yeah, 2017, 2018 is, is going to be great years for us. We are um, actually going through a, a rebranding process. And so our first company, EIS Office Solutions, have been around for 13 years now. And so we're talking with Simon Lee. I'm just going to reintroduce you. We're talking with Simon Lee. Check him out online, EISoffice.net. You really need to check him out. Can they get, is there a direct link on EISoffice.net to Secor.cc? Or is there is a, not. There is not. So Secor.cc is another website you absolutely want to check out because you can buy your toner cartridges and ink cartridges there and bless human trafficking mission organizations. Okay, now back to your question. Yeah, so we're, we're doing a rebranding on our first company, and so by 2018, January, we will have a brand new name, brand new website. Everything will be brand new. And so what God is trying to do is trying to um, make our company name and our story relatable to the, the people that are buying from us. And so right now our name is EIS Office Solutions. It doesn't really say too much about what we do with our money and our story. And so we're coming up with uh, a, a new name and a new story. We're partnering up with NUMA 33 up in Bend, Oregon, and they're helping us uh, redoing this whole story thing. So we're really excited about that. Yeah, I've, t- I've told Jim about NUMA 33 and that they too, like you, are the real deal. Has that been a good experience for you working through this, this process? Absolutely. They are a 100% kingdom-minded business, and we are so excited to partner up with them. And we're going to probably highlight them in the next couple of months on a C12 ministry in the marketplace. So, Simon, how humbling or terrifying was it to be a case study? I mean, you know, a lot of people, when you think case studies, you're like, people in a cage, everybody's staring around looking at them. Really, that's what you were to you know, almost 2,000 uh, people in C12 groups around the country. How how, how I don't know. That was probably how much did that mess with your mind? No, it was very exciting. I mean, I, I, I don't. We don't hide. We, we don't hide anything around here. So everything is open book, and so we want to live with authenticity and transparency. And so uh, it, it was an exciting taping, exciting process, and and highly recommended to people that are in C12 to to uh, give Mike Shero a call. Well, talk to people about that. There's a lot of people out there listening that are going to listen to this at the rebroadcast and out there on the podcast. Why should somebody get involved in C12? Uh, as I said earlier, it's um, it's 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 a bit lonely being a Christian CEO, and 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 you know we are living in the last days where where Christian businesses are getting sued left and right in our country right now, and it's important that we come together realizing that. We have to work together as a body of Christ. And Scripture is great. We, we need to have Scripture as a foundation of our business. But sometimes Scripture uh, also needs to be um, very applicable. And so what, what C12 helps us as Christian CEO is to live Scripture out on a day-to-day basis in our company. And so, um, you know, you can always give it a try. Go to one of the meetings and just check it out. Uh, it's at no cost, and just see how it is. And if the Lord puts it on your heart, join, because it's been a fantastic five years for me at C12. Now, what if one of your employees were to come to you and say, Simon, I heard from a friend who heard it from a friend who was going to a C12 group. You should really check it out. Would you listen to one of your employees if they said that to you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, C12 has just been fantastic for me, and so I would... I would definitely recommend it to to um, to all Christian CEOs that are that are involved in business. Simon Lee, we really appreciate you joining us, and I work for him today for the C12 Ministry in the Marketplace moment. I really just uh, it's, thank you, thank you so much, Simon. 
I've been looking forward to this for a long time and uh, that uh, you help fulfill that desire here today by uh, by just sharing from your heart. Yep. And uh, so thank you. Yep. Thanks for sharing your story, Simon. We really appreciate thank it. Thank you. Thank you so much. You know, Ross, it's fun to hear those stories, to live out those stories, to, to see how the Lord is working in one guy's life and the impact on not just a few people that are his employees, but those vendors, those customers. But now 14 mission organizations focused on human trafficking, which will touch thousands of people that is really living your faith out in your workplace absolutely and and as you know because we featured uh united states institute against human trafficking headquartered right here national organization headquartered right here in tampa bay with jeff rogers has been featured on on the show and uh he and simon have met and uh, it's an amazing thing it is. It is really cool. Hey, it's a fun. This is fun doing it on the show together. It is. It's, it's always fun to be together. All right. So as you head into your weekend, make sure you check out online. Here's Simon's story. He's got a lot of stuff right on his website, eisoffice.net. That's eisoffice.net. And if you're buying toner cartridges or ink cartridges and you want to support human trafficking missions, go out to Secor, S-E-C-O-R.cc, Secor.cc. Buy your cartridges there. That's the place to do it. You're going to make an impact. You're going to get what you need. You're also going to make an impact. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg, and right alongside of me, Ross Harrop. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I work for, for him. him.